0: I love the bit when it goes go dum dum and it goes all low. That's when Crofty comes in. I love that bit. Hello,
1: welcome to. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's great. Hello everybody and welcome back to the cut to the race news (laughs) roundup.
0: Charlotte, still going? I was going to keep going. I won't lie. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop.
1: Oh dear. Hello everybody and welcome back to the cut to the race news roundup show, the weekly show covering the news, views and opinions from the F1 world, brought to you by the Formula News News Team. It is a very special show today, but keep listening until the end, and we will explain why. I am joined by the gang, Charlotte and Jay. How are you guys?
2: You know, Dan, I've just been thinking. Is that? Obviously, Charlotte's a beautiful rendition of the F1 theme song. Do you remember the old classic, the Fleetwood Mac Chain one back in the day?
1: <coughs> oh. then when it <laughs> kicks
0: in, oh my God. James, <laughs> get passed together. Oh, I love it.
2: Oh, running through shadows, mate. That's what I love. Okay, Dan, fair enough. You're old enough. You passed the test. Only just. Only hard
1: hard just. Test. I'll take, I'll yeah, take by that answer that you guys are good then <laughs> to answer my question. Um
0: yes yes very good uh very quick question uh which theme tune do we prefer
2: oh do you know what i was skeptical about the new one but i've heard it so many times that i actually love it and i love how it fits into crofty's intro so probably the new one i couldn't yeah. say
1: see these are the this is why this is why you listen to me charlotte and jay we discuss the big questions we discuss <laughs> the huge <laughs> formula one questions
2: speaking of big questions i just want to know if you guys think it's weird that when i go running sometimes and i, I i'll listen to the f1 theme so i want to get me like in the zone and motivated and then like no. if, I a, if i go around a corner i will I literally envision it as, <laughs> as a call on the calendar <laughs> and then so like, this, so like there's like this road that i go down quite often and it it like kinks left and goes up here and then kinks right again and it's Ooh, so nice. still as like a rouge so is that weird? that I listen to the F1 beam song while I'm running an pigeon. I'm actually no, <laughs> driving.
1: No, I don't think that's weird.
0: I okay, no, honestly, I I have to say I do listen to when I'm driving, which is dangerous because I then forget that I'm just driving on a normal road and I'm not in a race car and I'm <laughs> yeah. in my little Ford Fiesta and I'm like, let's go. Or as well, if I'm walking and I've got someone to be, I walk with such purpose, slipstreaming people. Oh no, I do love it. That's really nerdy, but here we are.
1: What we've just learned is that we're all five at heart. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Um, we will be talking about the news and we will be previewing the Brazilian Grand Prix Sprint Race Weekend, which I can't wait for. Jay, you look
2: surprised. No, no. I think Charlotte just uh, Charlotte just coughed or sneezed. So it's just like oh.
0: I coughed and sad because I actually will be missing the race weekend. What? yeah what i know i'm doing? busy i'm busy i'm busy this weekend oh. unfortunately which sucks i'm not gonna lie it's actually fallen on one of the worst weekends possible because i was so excited but anyways we'll talk brazil about it later. is
2: christmas isn't it brazil is christmas it's the best weekend of it the feels year feels great it is, it is the best great. okay I love stop
0: rubbing place. it in guys let's you know
1: if there was one i didn't want to miss no i'm joking um <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's get in with some news at least um, at least
2: got, at least got c- guitars next week so you can see that one it's true
1: it's true there's been a bit of a delay getting some stuff between the mexican grand prix and the brazilian grand prix in the sense that the hash cars don't have engines apparently one of the mercedes car doesn't have an engine and there's several bits missing like pit boards pit walls etc i think it's all there now we're recording this quite late thursday evening i think it's all there now but that's a bit of a worry for f1 if this happens in the future
2: I think we all know what Mercedes drivers' engines missing because it was is about the Lewis to say that. I um, was
0: literally about to say.
2: I think we we often forget as F1 fans the the geographical. Wait, I forgot the word. You know, like the amount of ground they cover. So that was a very dumbed down version of what, of what I was intended to say. But they cover a lot of miles. These people and back to back, Mexico to Brazil is so so far. But I feel like maybe as, as Europeans we sort of. Underestimate how far it is because it's like oh it's in the same sort of part of the world so it's it's local but it's a it's, it's a big logistical challenge and I think we often forget that I think it's, it's Formula One and or like DHL and all the people that organise it organise moving the freight around just how little this happens because we never really often hear about this and obviously now it's happened it's quite a big news story but there's twenty odd races a season and it's such a rare occurrence so. I think it just shows the the efforts that the people who people that make this happen go through and how it is often successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add to that, really, but it's just obviously not the most ideal situation for the teams. We've, they've obviously got their schedules and itineraries set out for the weekend and, you know, the same things that happen, especially Thursday is media day, but if their cars and parts of the garage are only arriving today... That's a big old turnaround before tomorrow, before practice, and obviously, uh, quali-, quali, that's it. I forgot what weekend we were on. Um, so, yeah, very, very bad.
1: It's the one you're missing. That's, that's yeah, the one yeah, yeah.
0: we I think that's why. <laughs>
1: yeah. Only the I was, like, the forgetting
0: about it.
1: Erased <laughs> <laughs> it, it from your memory. Um, Jamie Chadwick, two-time W Series champion, has said that she doesn't plan to return to W Series. What, what do you guys make of that? And what do you think the future holds for her?
0: Well, I don't think of it as a massive surprise. She's the double, you know, W C champion. champion. Uh, you know, it's kind of almost like not really a need for her to be doing it again. Especially now this year they got super license points. Uh, so the top eight received super license points. And I believe she got 15 with the next one being 12 points, which will be Alice Powell. So... The really like logical step would be to try and go in either like Formula 3 or Formula 2. I don't know if it's too late to be joining any of those series. Um, Formula 3 maybe would be a good option. Obviously the W Series car, I most likely like the Formula 3 cars, so at least that was quite similar, but I, it would be really, really cool to see her in Formula 2. Um, but i guess we have to wait and see but there has to be something more that she can do as long as she's racing uh so that could be also within extreme e um but yeah 100 she needs to do some sort of racing next year not kind of lose that momentum that she's been building um and hopefully keep progressing and one day in formula one
2: well, i guess for, for jamie that's the ultimate goal isn't it is to make it into formula one but she's 23 now which She's obviously young, but in racing driver terms nowadays, is is fairly old, and she's she's not even in you know Formula Three, Formula Two. I mean, I know she's part of the Williams the Williams driver development scheme, but there's no clear pathway for her into Formula One. So, I think the next step probably is Formula Three. I, I, I think staying at W Series another year, what does she really gain from that? Maybe she gets you know obviously a paycheck and a chance to to continue racing at a higher level, but. I think she's probably she's probably too good, she's proven herself at that level now. So the next logical step for her in terms of career is Formula 3, but my only fear is, is obviously W Series is a very equitable series, you know, the drivers don't pay any money. To get into a Formula 3 car, you need to have a lot of funding, and I don't know whether she has that. So that's my only fear, is that her career stagnates. Her career stagnates like so many other drivers who are very talented, but just don't have the funds to continue, pursue their dreams.
0: Just a quick thing to add as well, actually. With the 15 super license points that she has gained, she does have enough points to potentially take part in F1 free practice sessions. Now, that excites that me. Is, that is, that so is big much i will oh my goodness if that happens i will lose it because that is just gonna be such a massive step especially as a woman myself that is just so exciting to see like that already would just be such a big step forward
1: surely she could do like even if she did the young driver tests. i know she's technically not a young driver but neither is fernando Alonso, and he did it
2: i would i would like to see her maybe do fp1 and either saudi or um I be because Russell's leaving, isn't he? You know, I mean, Russell, he doesn't need to be there for I mean, Roy Nassani always gets in, and I think he's not the greatest driver. It's, obviously, he's got a lot of that stuff that you're gesturing there, than money. But why not give her a go? You know, Russell's on his way out. I mean, it, 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 unless they want to give Alex Albon a go, I think, why not just give Chadwick a go? Just see what she can do against Latifi, see how she racks up against someone who's been in F1 for a couple of years now. And Yeah, it'll just be good as pins for her. And it'll be good to see a woman actually drive an F1 car in a competitive sense.
1: I just dropped my pen and it completely vanished.
2: I can't find
1: it. Do do you need it? Not really, no, but I don't know
2: where my pen's gone. Oh, there it is. It was on my chair. Oh, my God. You don't get this on the Autosport podcast.
0: (laughs) Wow, this is riveting. Oh, it was on my chair the whole
1: time. Okay, I'm going to keep that in just because to show how stupid I am most of the time. Um, Let's look ahead to Brazil slightly. Still in the news, rumors of an engine penalty for Lewis Hamilton are swirling around. Mercedes have had a lot of problems with their engine. Uh, I I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic, but he should probably try and start on pole. (laughs) He's got a bit of catching up to do. So an engine penalty that sends him probably five places down the grid because he's already had one, and then it gets less for some reason the more you have might might hurt his chances a bit
0: yeah I mean this news kind of hasn't surprised me because there was threats of this uh, being spoken about and if I'm honest I do think Max is gonna win this weekend anyways um, with how dominant Red Bull are and this is supposed to be a track that Red Bull have had great success at. I think Max won the last Grand Prix didn't he Um, so I, I'm really like, the odds I didn't feel like are in Lewis's favour, and at least at this track, it is not bad for overtaking, so maybe it is a bit of a lesser deficit compared to another track, like maybe Qatar, because like we've said before, it doesn't look brilliant for overtaking from what we've seen. Um, yeah, I'm just, I have this tone because um, I, I'm really really want this to go down to the wire and I still want Lewis to really be in the runnings for it but it just seems like Max is slowly pulling away and I'm feeling more fearful that I don't I don't know if this will be Lewis's eighth championship this year
2: yeah it does seem like the gap is growing more and more to become insurmountable. but only you you have to be a very brave man to rule Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes out you know was it 19 points 19 points that's what first to I'm gonna say seventh or eighth. And I know Max is unlikely he's gonna come seventh or eighth, but one DNF, you know, one first lap pile up, one engine failure, one collision again or something like that, and it's it's all you know, it's all it's all at the window. So it's it's definitely not over yet, but it is looking more and more like Verstappen is the favourite. In terms of the engine penalty, I do feel like it's never told that Hamilton has to take another one. Look how many bosses has had to take this year. And Hamilton's only had that what that one was it ICE change at, t- in Turkey, so it feels like it is a Nils he's going to have to take one. And it, like Charlotte said, of all the tracks remaining, where would you probably want to take it? You'd probably say Brazil it in terms be, of yeah, the um, overtaking yeah. potential. Maybe Abu Dhabi because of those ridiculously long straights on the DRS. But I don't think you really want to start from the back at the last race of the season. So absolutely agree, Probably would be would be Brazil I mean I just like, I do try and remain impartial but I do hope Hamilton not m- m- maybe even wins this weekend obviously I hope Gersley wins this weekend but <laughs> he beats Verstappen to a point where he can reduce the deficit so yeah. that's what I'm hoping for and I think as well I think Merk p- probably take it here because it is a red Bull track and red Bull have been so good here in the past where maybe places like Abu Dhabi where Merck have traditionally are pretty solid and obviously, Saudi and Qatar, no one really knows what's going to go on there. I think if you're going to take well, you take it here and then just try and minimise the damage and then just try and, like, a new engine go full out in the last few races of the season.
0: Yeah, because this is the thing, right? It's the last two weeks I thought, right, Hamilton might be able to do this. Like, the, you know, the American Grand Prix or the no, USA Grand Prix, sorry. I thought, OK, this is supposed to be the Mercedes track. And, you know, he got past him at turn one, I thought, yes, here we go, and then, no, it just was painful. And then, um, last weekend, you know, it was a Mercedes front row lockout, I was like, yes, this is ideal! But no, it wasn't! And it just, Max's pace was ridiculous! Like, I think he, did he win by like 15 or 20 seconds? Like, he made Hamilton look almost like rubbish in the sense of how far ahead he could go. Like, their pace, was ridiculous, it was just insane, and that just makes me so fearful, that's why I thought, right, Brazil, it's not looking good. And I know people are saying the last three races of the season are leaning more towards Mercedes, but then again, you know, Max won and got pole in Abu Dhabi last year, um, and just in general, he just, he just looks unstoppable this year. So I'm not still counting out Lewis Hamilton, I have that hope, I'm just really fearful, and I just don't really want to believe that this is not going to happen because at the same time max deserves this championship so much i think he's had nine wins this season is it nine or, 10? Um, nine or yeah. ten um yeah it's just yeah he's just driving incredibly i just love oh. i've been being spoiled we're being spoiled um yeah i just can't believe there's only four more
1: i just love how we're like oh yeah he'll take the engine penalty now so he can really Pump the rest of the season, you know, go for that full force. We've been saying that since, like, mid-season, and we're going to run out of races eventually. You can't just charge Ebi Dabby and hope Max DNFs like that. That's never going to work. And I've got a few stats here of the number of engines and engine parts Lewis has taken compared to Valtteri. So for ICEs, internal combustion engines, Bottas has taken six the most of the whole field. That won't surprise you. Hamilton's taken four. Uh, Turbochargers, Bottas has taken five, the most of the whole field. Hamilton's taken three. MGUHs, Bottas has taken five, the most of the whole field. Hamilton's taken three. MGUKs, Bottas has taken four, joint most of the whole field. And Hamilton's taken three. So everything of Hamilton's is older than Bottas's. That's got to play into it. And I bet it will still be Bottas that takes the engine penalty. I bet it will. Of course it will. Yeah, probably,
2: probably.
0: They can't afford to. Like they really can't
2: I just wanted to ask before we move on to whatever we're talking about next Dan you're you're a Bottas fan right and obviously last weekend Toto Wolff uh, was very critical over your favorite driver regarding the first lap in Mexico you know Verstappen managed to get around the outside of both the Mercs take the lead and like Charlotte said drive off and win by a country mile so do you think the criticism is justified the friend
1: no, right of course here. it's blimmin' not justified. All right, I I, I went, I, I did this on the race review show, and I was very angry. So I'm a little bit calmer now. What's he meant to do? If he defends the outside, Bottas is going. Uh, sorry, Verstappen is going to the inside, and then he's just wheel to wheel with Lewis. What's he meant to do?
2: Like, do you think,
1: explain. Okay, what is he meant he to do? Have,
2: do you think he should have gone on the racing line? Stayed on the racing line, just to, so Max couldn't break us late. And well,
1: then, yeah, but Max would have gone down the inside and then been closer to Lewis, or if Bottas closes him off more, he's not left a car with, then he's got a penalty.
2: Right, I, so I, I don't I,
1: understand what else he was meant to do in that scenario.
2: I personally think that the Mercs should have So How much should have been where Bottas was? Bottas should have been where Max was. And then they have left the inside clear because either Checo would have got there, and I wouldn't have trusted Checo's breaking on the left side of the track on the first lap, or it would have been one of the McLaren's like it was in the end, it was Ricardo who got there. And. I mean, if Ricardo gets in front of you, it's not that deep because you've got a faster car. And if Ricardo beats you, then Ricardo beats you. You know, you're not fighting McLaren, you're fighting Red Bull. So I don't know whether that's Bottas' fault, or whether that's something that Mercedes didn't cover off well enough in their strategy, strategy meetings before the race. I don't know what you guys think about that.
0: Um, I'm kind of on the fence of it. Uh, I just literally just rewatched going into turn one. And I do think Bottas broke too early. When you watch it he broke so much sooner max went "Wee, i'm gonna keep going he was
1: trying to let lewis down the inside yeah because that's the
0: thing he's obviously didn't want to crash into lewis because obviously that would be 10 times worse but i think what the i think one of the main issues was is that max was in p3 which did seem like the most ideal and best place to start um which obviously that can't have really been helped um so i think that's definitely a factor into it but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe Bottas could have broke a bit later. Oh, um, I... Could have still gone, and then Bottas could have like, buggered up, Verstappen's um, line. But then Max would have gone to grass. I don't, oh, you don't you don't know. I don't know. Oh,
2: that's has a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, that's why we sit here and not at race tracks. The delivering strategy.
1: Very true. Very true. A um, bit of a bit of a paddock rumor that's con concreted is concreted a word got more concrete over the last few um the few days and hours the otmar safnauer from aston martin of course very much associated with aston martin could be off to alpine where's that come from
2: now that is a shock i don't think i've been that surprised since oh when was I, when our last surprise? Since since Pekai Saka <laughs> took that final penalty for England at the, at the Euros Euro system. Oh dear don't bring surprise. that up. Don't yeah, bring it up. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but that
0: was
2: a <laughs> in, head, in terms of For Alpine Zoe, it makes sense because they were without a natural sort of leader since so, so a bit were left, then they became Alpine. They've had sort of had that like, Lauren Rossi, Martian Bukowski, sort of fulfilling that CEO role. That that team leader role. So I'm a bit surprised there. I mean, not so much not, not so about Alpine front. But from Otmar Sarsenheim's point of view, unless he's been kicked out by Lawrence Stroll, and I don't know, maybe Lawrence Stroll wants to shoot a big name to Justin Martin, obviously he wants them to be the top dogs in the sport. For Otmar, it doesn't really make sense. He's been there since 2009 when it was full India, racing point. He's the reason why they have the Mercedes engines. As a career move, I feel like you'd rather be with... Uh, that's the and I feel like they've probably got the, the better future, more investment. I know Renault or works team, Alpine or works team. So maybe there's that. Interesting though that both teams have refused to comment. And usually when that kind of happens, it usually means it's pretty concrete. So, hmm.
0: yeah, basically what Jay said. I'm just really shocked because especially with um, I suppose say Lance Lawrence Charles aims for Aston Martin. You know, he wants them to be uh, a championship winning team. Like, his plans are huge with the new um, factory and, you know, you know big old centre and things like that. I just, I'm quite, just quite surprised. I'm really surprised, but, yeah, I mean, Alpine, I guess, I, I, oh, I, yeah, I'm a bit speechless, to be honest. I guess Alpine are quite a big team, you know, with the Renault and Alpine academies and things like that. You know, it's a French brand, I don't know if that, uh, honestly, I, I really don't know what to say. This is not what I would have expected. I feel like if you were for a bigger team in the championship, you know, Ferrari or like McLaren, even one of their midfield teams, compared to Alpine, who I have to say haven't been doing the best this year. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Dan, what do you think? Or Jay, anyone?
1: Well, I was surprised, I must admit, because he's quite high up Aston. So I was I was surprised, but... I can't really blame him for seeking a new challenge he's been there a long time fair play
2: can I just ask all well, quickly I mean this is not really on the point of him even to LP and Otmar but you know when uh, the Sky commentators they cut to the pit wall and, and it's either usually like goodness Einars uh, Martin Bukowski Martin Bukowski sorry uh, Otmar now or Christian Horner who is your favourite on the pit wall
0: what about Andreas Seidel
2: Oh, Andreas. I forgot about Andreas. I do like Go Andreas on. there, to be fair.
0: Let's not forget.
1: Mm. Um, I, I don't think like my favourite is Gunther. That was my Gunther impression. That yeah. was awful. <laughs> that
2: was pretty good, to be fair. Uh,
0: I would probably say Andreas. Oh, I do
1: like
2: Otmar. I do like Otmar. He's quite. I don't know. I think he's quite frank with his words and. Quite French? He gives quite a good insight. Quite frank. frank. Oh, Frank. Quite frank. <laughs> <laughs> <Doing> French. <laughs> French I was like,
0: what? Well. Yeah is going fighting. to L. P. Hello,
2: we did see we did see <laughs> <Yeah. the> car. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> we uh, thought
0: the car would be faster in the streets, but uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this until I researched it. But he's actually Romanian. Did you know that?
0: Well, well he's born in
2: Romania and then studied like spent quite a lot of young life in the states, so that's why he's got that that accent.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I mean, the name is is definitely not American, so that's not the biggest True. surprise. But yeah. Um, yeah I would say Andre Seidel just because obviously I'm intrigued about what McLaren have to say I do like Gunter but obviously if they start talking about Haas and they're like yeah we want to do this I'm thinking are you um, that's the only reason <laughs> sorry, that savage. Um, that's savage yeah so I like Gunter I don't feel like I've seen Gunter that much this season I'll yeah. wait for Drive to survive <laughs>
1: funny. yeah funny that I guess their cars are right at the back aren't they
0: I'll wait for drivers to survive. Not
1: very, not very interesting. Let's move on. Williams have said that they're going to start next season on the back foot as they miss the post-season young driver's test in Abu Dhabi. Um, I don't know why they're missing it.
2: <laughs> well, the key difference, uh, Mr Palmer, between this year and previous years is that they're going to be using the new 18-inch tyres. Obviously, usually it's pretty much just a chance to give... The young drivers a chance in formula machinery they, they do a test and you get to see who's quickest or sometimes you get to see old maestros come back like we did for last year fernando alonso who somehow became a young driver at the age of like 40. but this year it's, it's more important than maybe before because you know new tyres and obviously if you're not running for was it a three-day test then that's a lot of data you're gonna be missing out on especially with the radical rule changes coming in next season
0: However, though, I do remember that McLaren weren't taking part in the post-season testing uh, last year. So maybe it won't be a big issue and it won't actually cause them a great deficit. And, you know, I don't know if they're the only team who aren't taking part. I don't know if McLaren will also take, you know, not take part again. Um, And yeah, if I'm honest, I don't remember hearing too much about it um, from the other teams into this year. I don't know. That's just me, maybe. Um, obviously, don't know what happens behind the scenes and in their data, but I wouldn't worry too, too much, personally.
1: No, I, I think... I don't think it's a huge issue. As Jade said, the tyres uh, will provide data that they'll miss out on, but maybe they'll get it from Mercedes or something. Who knows? And, and Bottas has also said that he would like to drive for Alfa Romeo in that test if Mercedes let him. I thought that last line was quite interesting, because who knows if Mercedes are going to let him or not. But Probably we shall not. see. Yeah, well, you never know. Maybe they'll just get him out, George Russell in, literally as soon as they can.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Let's preview the Brazilian Grand Prix. Charlotte, I know you're not watching it, but are you excited for the Brazilian Grand Prix?
0: I am. I really am. I will be watching it after it happens. But nonetheless, we're trying to be staying away from any sort of information, news, spoilers, anything like that, um, but yes, I am really excited, it's in a really amazing track with a lot of history, also, um, just really love Senna, so it's just quite nice to go back to his home country and kind of get that vibe from Senna and all, you know, when he got his first win, like I think Formula One posted a video of it today and it was just like, oh, chills. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting, um, I mean, we're not doing predictions yet, but I do predict that Red Bull will be extremely strong and most likely win. Um, but yeah i'm just really excited and it's the final sprint race of the weekend weekend of the year should i say so let's see what drama it will bring
2: i'm quite sad that there's not any more brazilian drivers on the grid i feel like that would be really really cool if there was brazilians there i mean maybe fissipaldi i mean he's actually american but he's kind of brazilian but obviously, he's not going to be there racing this weekend. So it would be good to have Brazilians there. You know, that's that home atmosphere. Like, we've seen what it was like in Mexico with Checo. I mean, I remember when Massa used to race and the atmosphere was electric. So it's kind of sad. I do hope there is a Brazilian in the quiz soon. I feel like that would be very good for Formula 1. But yeah, I can't wait for this weekend. I love Brazil. Brazil's my favourite track of the whole season. And I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, so, so am I. I can't wait. Um, you know, history would have it that Max and Lewis are going to crash on Sunday, given they've crashed at the last two sprint races. It's safe to say that at this point of the season, that crash would benefit Max a lot more than it benefits Lewis. But who knows? Unless, who knows what's going to happen there? it's like there. a
2: Silverstone crash, a Silverstone crash where very true. Max goes out and Hamilton can still make it Fair. fair, that happens, Hamilton's in the lead, and we're having a very different conversation on Monday morning, aren't we?
0: It would be more ideal for Hamilton, Mercedes, and in general this fight for the championship in the sense of it going down to the wire, because we don't want it to end too soon. We want it to go all the way to the end and us to be kept on our toes.
2: My biggest fear is that it ends in Qatar or Saudi. Just imagine like a brilliant season that ends like like Qatar. Oh, doesn't sit right with me at all. No. I mean, not that I hate Qatar as a country, but I look at the track and I think like this season, Deserves to be completed in Brazil. Brazil should be the last race for this season. In terms of season finales, they're always good at Brazil, so Brazil should have been the season finale, and I think that's what we're going to really see when we get to Abu Dhabi.
1: Yeah, who knows? Abu Dhabi modified the track. Hopefully those changes will will make the track better, more racing, quicker, anything really, to be honest. You can't really get worse, can you? (laughs) Literally anything will be an improvement on... On Abu Dhabi, Brazil is a track. Max and Red Bull typically go well there. Hamilton does go well there. He, um, it's that, it's it always reminds me of when he took Albon out. And poor Albon was about to get his first podium. And Hamilton wipes him out and goes, none of that. And, of course, it's the scene where Ocon crashed into Verstappen when Ocon was a lap down and started a bit of a rivalry. And Pierre Gersley got there.
2: his first podium there. Can I just add that in? He did. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here?
1: He outdragged Lewis Hamilton to the line. What a
2: guy. P2 and a Toro Rosso. That was actually awful that year. I don't think many drivers could do that on the current grid.
0: Honestly, I really do think we should keep our eyes peeled for Pierre this weekend. Especially after P4 in Mexico.
2: That's what I love to hear. Oh. He was sensational. He was He's definitely the so best good. driver in Mexico. Definitely the best driving. He was
0: amazing. I honestly think it could be a potential podium for him this weekend, maybe. Oh, shoot, I should use that on my prediction. God damn it! Hold on, I'll, I'll say retract.
1: <laughs> we'll pretend you never said that. <laughs> um. Spoiler alert, I think Charlotte's prediction is going to be maybe a Pierre Gasly podium.
0: I don't know why you think that.
1: Mm, just a hunch.
2: Don't his crystal ball out.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a pun to make there, but I can't think of one. Anyway, this is the part of the show where we'd normally make predictions, but I mentioned at the start of the show that this is a a special episode of the the Cut to the Race News Roundup Show, and that is because it is the final episode of the Cut to the Race News Roundup Show, as you know it, with me, Charlotte and Jay. The News Roundup Show will continue. I'm sure, I think it will take a few weeks off, and then it will be back, but myself, Charlotte and Jay will no longer be hosting it as we are moving on to new things, but nothing against anyone. We love all the listeners. We love everyone here, but there will be will be someone different next time you next time you tune in to the news roundup show.
0: Yeah, I'm super sad. This is coming to an end. Um, you know, I've had so much fun on this podcast, and I absolutely love doing it with my two favourite people here. Um, but as 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 Dad said, you know, we're moving on to different things uh, for different reasons.
2: I mean, I guess. All, all good things must come to an end. It's, it's been a beautiful winning hasn't it? I've had an absolute blast debating and talking about Formula One with you two people over the last, what, five months now? And Yeah, something I think like that. Oh my God. I think this is something we can definitely be proud of as, as us for as young, young F1 fans, young aspiring journalists as well, that we managed to build up a fantastic audience base who listened to us week in, week out for whatever reason. And it's just sad that this is the end, but... Like we said, on to bigger things, on to new stuff, new challenges, new opportunities. And just thank you to everyone who's listened to us. And thank you for you guys for listening to me for the last few months.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know Charlotte, I know Jay, I know myself. We're not going to be able to avoid Formula One completely. We'll still be watching it. We'll still be finding ways to chat about it. So do follow all of us on social media if you care about anything that we're saying. Just going to give you all our Twitter ats. You know, you can keep in, con- keep in contact. That sounds rude. Keep in contact. Get in touch with us. um, At Char Cristo on Twitter. For Charlotte. At J Gardner. Sorry. Mm.
2: (laughs) This is a PG show, Dan.
1: You can follow all of us on Twitter. At Char Cristo. At J Gardner underscore 19. And at Dan underscore Palmer 17. If you do want to keep in contact with us. And we would love for you to keep in contact with us the cut to the race podcast will of course continue it will be with a different panel won't be me won't be charlotte won't be jay but it will continue so do keep listening along follow us check us out see what's going on in the world of formula one we can't wait for the rest of this season we are so excited to see who gets that championship charlotte final few words who's winning the championship
0: uh i'm gonna stick with my boy i'm gonna say lewis hamilton
1: jay who's winning the championship you're on mute jay (laughs) <laughs> it was a
2: perfect ending oh sorry sorry I've ruined it I was I was gonna I said Nick DeVry oh God,
1: <laughs> he's not in he's it a, <laughs> what? are we watching the in same it. season? may as
0: well say no. Nico Hulkenberg
2: I think
1: you've no. been watching GP2 from 2019
2: <laughs> maybe Formula E from 2021 Maybe, what a guy! Maybe. What a driver he is. I was gonna say it before I end my <laughs> my time on the podcast. I love Nick Devery. No, I think it will be. I think it'll be Max. Um, I feel like the, the inner Brit inside me is saying Lewis eight-time champion, beautiful fireworks. I love it. But nineteen-point gap, four races to go, and Brazil thought to come. It's hard to look past Max at this point.
0: I know he said final words, but I just want to quickly add both drivers this season have driven so incredibly. They've given us so, so much drama, so much action. So both of them are very deserving uh, winners slash world champions. So, yes, very, very excited.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I want it to be Lewis. I think it will be Max, but we'll see, you know. Nothing is certain in this season of Formula 1. It is absolutely bonkers, and, you know, we're gutted that we can't take you through the rest of it, but do follow us on social media, and I'm sure the team here will be taking you through the rest of it for sure. Charlotte and Jay, it has been lovely for the last few months to share my Thursday evenings with you.
2: Thursday evenings? They just won't be the same now, will it? They won't. You know, like, as, as an Arsenal fan, I've watched us in the Europa League for the last few seasons, They now <laughs> I do have nothing to do on Thursdays. And this is the exact same feeling I'm feeling now, so my first this won't be as good I'm going to miss it I mean I'm sure we can still just call on a first day the evening it's not like we don't know each other but in terms of the podcast in terms of this this chemistry we've built up it hurts my heart but sometimes things just come to an end
0: yeah I'm I'm going to miss you guys very much like Chase said we can always just hop on Zoom and just do this for us <laughs> imagine just chatting about the news making our predictions um so yes, it's been great. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and um, yeah, much go, love.
2: Go on, Dan, do your famous goodbye to to There you go. It
0: I'm up. ready. The tears, I've got tears. As already. I say,
1: we won't we won't be gone forever. I'm sure we'll be back in some form. We love talking about Formula One too much, but for now, and from the Formula Nerds, or from us, a lot from the Formula Nerds, for the final time, goodbye.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.